0: Hey, well, good evening. Welcome again to Life at Six. Tonight is our final night of Life at Six for 2018. We're in December. It's glad to hear some sad noises. We're in December, it's Christmas time. Hopefully you've got your, your decorations up, the tinsel's out, the tree's out. Um, we don't have a tree this year actually because our son Levi's just started crawling around. He loves to pull on things. And so we thought actually a Christmas tree is just way too much of a hazard. So we have a little light up tree which sits on our, um, one of our little tables. So that's our tree. But we've got some tinsel up and everything else. Hopefully you're looking forward to the holiday season. Hopefully you're gonna get a chance to get some holidays, get a bit of rest and some refreshing I can't believe we're at the end of the year already. And so I was doing some reflecting on this year um, in preparation for tonight, thinking about all the things that we've covered, the things we've talked about, thinking about all the things that God has done for us and God has done through us. If you remember right at the start of the year, all the way back in February, we started with respond. The idea of respond and the challenge from God, Life Church: will you respond to my heart that the world would get a chance to know my son. That we felt God challenging us with that, that challenging us to say yes to him, that our response should be yes to him and yes to the plans and the purposes that he has for us, for this church, for this community, and actually this nation as well, that God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He has a plan for this church, that this church is here for a reason, This church wasn't here by accident, but it is part of God's plan. But God's plan always requires a response from His people. His plan always requires a response from us. He desires to work with us in seeing His kingdom expand. And so so we're going to say, are we going to say yes to Him and for all that He has? And if you remember, we had those yes cards and we came and we put them on the stage where I'm standing. And I hope that's still a defining moment for you where you can look back and go, that was a moment where I chose to say yes for all that God has for me. And yes, I might go through struggles. Yes, I might go through hard times. But that decision, I've said yes to God, knowing that he will be with us through all of it. And from there, we had multiply. We went into our multiplication series. This was our vision leading into our Thanksgiving faith offering this year with a real sense that as part of our response to God, as part of saying yes to Him, that He was calling us to multiplication, calling us to see more and more people come to know the reality of who Jesus is. And so what did multiplication look like for us as a church? What did it look like for you in your personal life? Because we know that God's plan is for for things to never to stay as they are. God never leaves us as we are. He takes us and he transforms us, brings us on a journey. And so we know that he has more for us. He's wanting more and more people to come to the knowledge of who Jesus is. And in fact, God is desiring a big church. God's desire is for a big church, capital C Church, for more and more people. It has to be growing. It has to be expanding. It has to be multiplying. Because if it's not multiplying, then it's just staying the same. And if it's just staying the same, then it's dying. If it's not multiplying, then it's staying the same. And if it's staying the same, then it is dying. I love the way our founding pastor, Paul Bennett, puts it. I was having a conversation with him a few months ago, and he said this phrase, which really has stuck with me. And he said, the church is only ever one generation away from going extinct. The church is only ever one generation away from going extinct. It only takes one generation to not capture the heart of what God is doing, to not get set on fire for the Great Commission, and the church is going to die. So it has to be expanding. It has to be multiplying because otherwise it's just slowly dying out and we're in big trouble. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. It's not that it's about numbers, that we want this big church with lots of people in it, but it's about names. It's about people coming to know the reality of who Jesus is. So it's not about numbers, it's about names. But God wants an ever-increasing number of names. He wants an ever-increasing number of names. And from that, we had our Thanksgiving faith offering, which was just mind-blowing. And it was an incredible time and just a huge thank you again to everyone's generosity and faithfulness in that, knowing what we're going to be able to unlock for the future and the vision that we've got in our hearts. And from there, we did a four part series on the gospel. We looked at God's design, man's fall, Christ's cross and our restoration, the process that God takes humanity through. And at the end of that, we launched our pathway book, a gift from us to the the church, a discipleship resource for you to take and to partner with people and um, give to your friends and your family and anyone who's interested in that. And I know that that's been a great blessing to many people already. And right after that, we launched our Selwyn campus. We literally multiplied. We became one church in two locations. And as Carl put it, we entered into a new era. You know, we've never been this way before, but things have changed and are not going to go back to the way they are. This is a new era, a new way of doing things, but it comes with a new momentum that won't end. God has new things in store for us. And so then over the last few months, we've looked at the books of James and Daniel and what they've had to say to us. And then amongst all this, we've had some wonderful guest speakers come and speak to us and minister to us. But all of that brings us to our final night tonight, December 2nd. And this is what we've covered for the last 11 months or so since February. And it's been so good and so encouraging to watch God move and encounter people over this last year see the things that he's doing, see the things that he's unlocking in people and seeing him encounter everyone and say, as I reflected on this year and I looked at what God is doing and what he will continue to do, I see the things he's done in my life, the things he's brought me through, the blessings he's given me. The only response I can justifiably have is to be thankful. The only response I can have is to be thankful. The only thing I can do is be thankful. And in fact, it brings it full circle to the start of the year. At the beginning of the year, my response to God was yes. But at the end of the year, my response to God is thankfulness. Because thankfulness is actually what will keep me saying yes to God. I was able to say yes to God because I could look back and I could see his faithfulness and I could be thankful for the things he's done. And so I know I can continue saying yes to God in the future because I can see his faithfulness and I can be thankful for the things that he has done. Because as great as this year has been, as fantastic as it has been, there have also been challenges. There have also been hard times. It hasn't always been easy. And to be perfectly honest, I would say this last month of November was personally one of the hardest months of the year for me. But when I look at all that God has done for me, when I look at what He's doing in our church, the things He is doing right now, I see again the things that He has done. There is a thankfulness that rises in my heart. There's a thanksgiving that rises in my spirit. And when it does, all of those things pale in comparison to the goodness of God. They pale in comparison to the bigness and the glory and the love that God has. And I cannot help but give him praise. Does it make those things hurt any less? Not always. Does it take away their impact? Not always. But it stirs me up to run my race with endurance. Thankfulness is what will keep us saying yes to God. And so tonight I want to look at a verse and talk about thankfulness for a little bit. This is probably one of the most well-known verses about thankfulness um, in the Bible. It's Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, I remember the first time and the only time that I went to Movie World in Australia. We were going on a holiday with my brothers and my dad and this was my first time going to a theme park. It was my first time going to another country. It was my first time on an airplane. I was about 10 years old or so. And so this was a really exciting trip. We were going away. And so obviously I had been really um, you know, excited and there was a lot of anticipation and a lot of build-up, And the theme parks were right at the end of our trip. Right at the end of our trip, we were doing some traveling around, going down the coast. And then the theme parks are going to be the last thing we did before we flew home back to New Zealand. And so I remember finally getting to the car park of movie world, you know, and getting out and looking at it and seeing it in all its glory, you know, and seeing the music and the sounds and the colors everywhere. There was costumes and you can see the roller coaster tracks sticking out of the hills and the walls and such. And walking through the entranceway, getting my ticket and walking through the entrance into it and just seeing it there. And I remember just thinking, man, this is, this is better than I could have ever imagined. This is so much more exciting than I ever thought it could be. And so when you think about it, what I did is I entered its gates with thanksgiving. I entered its gates with thanksgiving and with joy and excitement because I was entering somewhere that previously I hadn't been able to. To enter, I was going somewhere that I hadn't been able to go before. You know, when the psalmist wrote this psalm, they're referring to the temple of God. The temple of God, and the temple was where God's presence dwelt. It was where you would go to pray, it was where you would go to offer sacrifices to be forgiven. And so you'd walk through these gates and into these courts, and the further on you got, the closer to God you got. There was the Holy of Holies in the middle, and so the closer you got in, the closer you got to God. But right the innermost court where God's presence was there was only restricted to certain people based on a whole variety of categories. Not everyone could get to it. But for those of us who have accepted Jesus... Those of us who have accepted his love and his mercy, the innermost court is now available to us. The presence of God is now available to us. We can have relationship with Him. Before we were cut off, before we didn't have access, we were dead to our sin, before we had no hope, we had no joy. Now we have access to His grace and His love and His mercy. Now we can boldly approach the throne of grace, as the Bible puts it. Simply the fact that we can enter these gates is reason enough to give thanks. It's reason enough to be thankful, and that is what the psalmist is saying. Give thanks that we can even enter these gates. Go into his courts with praise because before we were cut off, but now we are no longer. There was something we didn't have access to, but now we do. And you notice he doesn't even give us an option it's not get into his gates and then start giving thanks. It's not get in his gates and I'll just wait until I start feeling a bit better. I'll wait until I start feeling the presence of God. No, it's as you're approaching these gates, I'm entering with thanksgiving. Right from the start, I'm getting excited. Right from the beginning, I am giving thanks. I'm seeing the things that God has for me. I'm approaching these gates. I'm seeing the plans and the purposes that he has for me. I'm seeing the hope that he has for me, the joy he has for me, and I'm entering his gates with thanksgiving. The doors are open. There are no barriers No exclusions, no disqualifications. We can come to him freely knowing there's nothing further that needs doing. I know I am made clean. I am made holy. I am made right regardless of the mistakes that I might make in the future. I am still chosen. I am still loved. I'm still appointed and placed here for a reason. I am able to have a relationship with God who made me. And so I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will go into his courts with praise. But I'll be honest, that often is a lot easier said than done. A lot of the time, I don't really feel like praising. Often, I don't really feel like being thankful. I'm not really in the mood to give thanks to God. I know for my life, I've noticed that the enemy is always trying to get me to focus on the areas of lack in my life always getting me to focus on the things that I don't have, the money that I don't have, the sleep that I didn't get, the time that I don't have, the people that might be frustrating me, the situations that haven't gone as well as I would like. A lot of the times I don't feel like giving thanks to Him. A lot of times, even on a Sunday, coming in and I'm going, actually, I've had a rubbish week or I've had a rubbish morning. Coming in and singing songs and getting excited in those fast few songs is really the last thing I feel like Doing. There have been plenty of times where that has happened, but without fail, regardless of what might have happened that week, regardless of what might have happened even that very morning, regardless of what my emotions were telling me, what, what my mood I was in, the second that first note hits and we get into that first line and we start singing that song, I make the decision that I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will go into his courts with praise and I will not allow the enemy to dictate my worship. I will not allow my life or my circumstance or my situation to dictate the way I worship. I will not allow my emotions or the way I feel to dictate my worship. And so I give it my all. And without fail, those things that were troubling me, they start to become a little less bothering. Those things that I was frustrated about, suddenly become a little less taxing. My negative emotions start to be replaced with thanksgiving and with joy and with peace. The people I might be frustrated with, I start to be able to love again. Thanksgiving and praise change our perspective. They lift our emotions. And if you talk to any of the staff about me in worship, you'll probably hear them complain that I take up half the front row with my wingspan um, because God has graciously given me the gift of long arms and I like to use them in worship. In fact, Jeremiah and Julia started calling me the albatross for a while. um, going, He's about to take off, you know. Um, But I can't help it. There's something within me that just can't stay still. I can't help it. It's an expression of thanksgiving. I wanna worship God with everything that I have with all that is in within me. But it also forces me into it because our body language and our actions can have a significant impact on the way we feel. They can have a significant impact on our mood. The next time you're really angry, try smiling for five minutes straight or the next time you have to have a conversation with someone that you really don't want to, try talk to them with a smile on your face the whole time. Because it's really hard to stay angry when you're holding a smile on your face. It changes the way you feel. And so I make myself worship with my body I make myself lift my hands, I make myself groove to the beat, I make myself get into it, not because it's what I have to do, or it's what Christians do in worship, or that it's what the Bible tells me to do, I do it because my body is far easier to control than my emotions. My body is far easier to control than the way I feel, and so if I want to praise God, I'm going to start with my body. I want to praise God. I'm going, all right, body, you're going to praise God first, knowing that my emotions will follow. I'm going to put my body into a posture of worship, a posture where I want to encounter God, and I'm going to do that and let my emotions follow. Because I know if I can get up, and if I can get excited about an All Blacks game, if I can get excited about the Crusaders scoring a try, if I'm in a stadium or even at home, I know I'm on my feet. I'm excited. I'm yelling at the TV. My hands are up. I'm getting excited and passionate. And so if I can do that for them, then I know I need to do it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God who's taken my life and transformed it, given me a direction and a plan and a purpose. If I can get excited about the All Blacks, I can get excited about the King of Kings and God. And we have this culture in New Zealand, this Kiwi culture, where we're stoic and we're staunch and we don't show emotion but you put any Kiwi in Eden Park when the all blacks are about to win the World Cup and that stoicism is rubbish. Everybody is on their feet and everybody is cheering and everybody is excited because our bodies are designed to get excited for that. And you put anyone in that environment and it is contagious. You could be the most reserved person ever, but when the whole 20,000 are on their feet and getting excited, even the most reserved person saying, oh, this is exciting. Something is going on here and they draw it into it. And that's what worship should feel like. Because our God deserves so much more than the All Blacks or the Crusaders. And it needs to be contagious so that when anyone walks through those doors, anyone who comes here, regardless of what emotions they're feeling, what their week might've been, the morning they might've had, that they can walk into this place and go, there is something alive here. There is something real here. I've heard stories in the media that the church is dying, but I'm walking here and going, no, there's something alive in this place. These people are passionate about something. These people are excited about something. I wanna know what it is. is because it's contagious and they get drawn to it. And please hear my heart. I'm not saying that this is the one way we have to worship, that this is the the particular way way we've got to do it. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that our bodies are much more easy to control than our emotions and our body language should reflect the posture of our heart. And so without fail, when I worship, my attention gets lifted off what I'm currently going through, and back onto the goodness and the glory of God. My mood changes. My perspective changes. Does it take those things away? Does it stop those things hurting? No, not always. But it stirs me on to keep saying yes to God and all that he has for me. So whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're battling with in your life, whatever is weighing on your mind, can I encourage you to enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. If you're discouraged with your current situation or you're looking at the world and you're confused about things and you don't quite know, give thanks that God is in control. He is in control. If you're lonely or disheartened, give thanks because Jesus knows exactly what that feels like. Jesus was betrayed by his best friends and left alone in his time of need. He knows how you feel and you are not alone. You have a God who knows you by name and he sees you and he has a plan for you. If you're struggling financially, give thanks for what God has already provided and give thanks that he is faithful. We all have a reason to be thankful. We can all respond with thanksgiving. The fact that we can enter his gates is reason to praise. And so the band is going to return. We're not going to have a panel tonight. But the band is going to return and we're going to sing another song. And so can I ask that we take this next moment to give thanks for what God has done in our lives. As we sing the song, can I encourage you to look back over this year and find the things you can go, Lord, I'm thankful for that. Thank you that you came through for me here. Thank you that you provided for me here. Thank you for this situation. Thank you thankful for this Friend, whatever it might be, find the things that you can give thanks to him. So as we end this year, as we end this year at Life at Six, we can go on to this next period going, I'm saying yes to him because I've seen the faithfulness and I can give thanks for it. And so as we go into this next song, let's enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let's go into his courts with praise. Why don't we stand and let's sing together. Thanks team.